0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknomedia.com.
1: another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that keeps demanding you play Wonderwall. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is singer-songwriter and musician Boy M5, also known as Kyle O'Neill. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today?
2: I'm pretty good, how are you? I'm good. (laughs) I feel like this is a real long-time listener, first-time caller situation for me.
1: (laughs) I've been listening for the last two months.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long two months with everything that's been going on in the world, though.
1: This is fair, yeah. The last two months has lasted about three years, I think.
2: Yeah. I'm glad I had this podcast to get me through, though.
1: Aw! <laughs> oh, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Because you're a singer-songwriter and a musician, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your style of music and and that kind of thing?
2: So, I've I've been playing for well over ten years now, and style has changed a lot over the past 10 years like both musically and dress code like I went through so many different styles of dress through this entire thing I had my waistcoat and flat cap stage which I try to forget as much as possible um, <laughs> but yeah so starting out I've just kind of tried to be the folky singer songwriter you know the typical Irish musician style because all those guys were my heroes like Glenn Hansard, Declan O'Rourke, Mundy all those guys and I took a bit of a break for a while. I had about two years of a break where writer's block set in and nothing was coming out. So I just decided to not do it for a little while. And that little while turned into two years. And I've come back now with a very, very different style to what I was doing before. So it's still got that kind of singer songwriter vibe, but there's elements of kind of hip-hop and R&B in the beats and the bass and stuff like that. There's a bit more pop in some parts, a bit more rock in other parts. I like to experiment with different things. So I like to kind of not be tied down to a genre with what I'm doing at any point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you like it to be like growing and developing as you're growing and developing.
2: Yeah, I kind of, I don't want to just put myself in a box of, you know, all I play is a singer songwriter or a folk style or rock or pop. When I write songs, I kind of just want the song to tell me which way it wants to go.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a fair thing to do. Because a a lot of people, I would say, struggle with, musicians would struggle with when they're writing a song, they're going, okay, it has to be this, it has to be that. And and I suppose that's then when writer's block sets in.
2: Yeah. So that was, was one of my main things for getting back out of it again. So I just released my debut single under Boy M5 recently, which is the name of my new project now that I'm back doing it. And... The song Tell Me is very much pop. Like, it's, it's a lot more commercial than anything I had written before. But that was just what came out. And that kind of started the ball rolling with other things. But the next single I have is a bit more rocky and, you know, a bit more balls to the wall kind of style.
1: And can I be cheeky and ask when you're thinking of putting that one out?
2: So, it was supposed to be this month, but something's happened. So I've recently moved back to Ireland from the UK, so my studio setup is currently all boxed up. So at the minute that's been put on hiatus for a little while, but it's given me time to write. So I'm not focusing on recording the new song at the minute, so it has given me more time to write new stuff. So when I get my new setup put together, it means that I could have, you know, maybe another four or five songs to just go at.
1: Uh, yeah, that's cool. And, and uh, you know, that's okay. I'll just sit here and wait in anticipation. It's fine. <laughs>
2: Oh, don't worry. You'll know when it's coming (laughs) It'll be all over the social media. I'll be spamming everyone
1: Brilliant. (laughs) And yeah, make sure to let us know because we can spam it too. Awesome (laughs) Um, So how did you get into music?
2: Oh, I don't know. I think (laughs) when I was a kid, I just I loved singing like I used to I have memories of going into my mom and dad's room on like a Sunday morning when I was really, really small and us playing like Pop Idol or X Factor. So I would just I would have learned the lyrics to a song the night before in bed, listening to it on like a tape or CD Walkman. And I'd go into them the next morning and sing it to them and they would pretend to be the judges. And then I remember when I was maybe 11 or 12, I was watching like MTV or something and Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls came on. And there's this one scene in the bridge of the song when John Resnick is playing the guitar under the bridge and just the scene of him standing under the bridge just hammering out the bridge to Iris and it just made me really want to learn to play guitar. It was a weird one, just watching that and seeing him completely rock out on acoustic guitar. That's always been my style. Like, I haven't been a gentle, folky acoustic player. Like, I, I mistreat my guitars badly. <laughs> To the point where over the years, people have been reluctant to lend me a guitar if I needed one. But yeah, like it it was just a thing of seeing someone rock out that hard on an acoustic guitar. To me, like everyone can rock out on an electric, but to do that with an acoustic just stood out to me. So I really got into guitar at that point and just taught myself how to play. I think I went to one lesson and I didn't like the teacher, so I, I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just taught myself how to play after that and just slowly learned more and more. Eventually went to college to do it, got a little bit better there, went to uni to do it, got a little bit better there. And then I think in the past few years, I've just kind of honed in on what I want to do a bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like college can kind of, it gives you the the knowledge, but you need to actually figure it out for yourself then.
2: Yeah, I think being around creative people helps so I think that was one of the main things the college helped with It was being around loads of people with the same mindset and the same drive to do something it just inspires you to want to do that as well
1: yeah definitely and the thing about it is as well as you never know what you're going to pick up from other people you know you might look at somebody and say oh I really like how he does that little thing yeah. with the guitar
2: yeah oh for sure
1: yeah so do you want to talk a little bit more about your... Because you mentioned that you put out a debut single. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Kind of what inspired it? And...
2: So the song's called Tell Me. And it's based very much around the age of when something's wrong, sometimes you don't need someone to fix it for you. You just need someone to tell you it's going to be okay. And that's basically what the entire chorus of the song is. It's just tell me everything will be all right. Tell me everything will be okay. And I actually think... It came from I was having a bit of a man flu, and I was lying around the house. And you know, in proper man flu style, I told my wife, "I think I'm dying. I think this might be it. Like, I'd, my my days are numbered." And of course, she said, "Your days aren't numbered. You're not dying." And you know, I don't know what I can do to fix it because it's just a cold. And I said, "I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to tell me it's going to be okay." You know, in my big stroppy fluy state. And from that, I just took the idea that, like I've heard, I've heard thousands of love songs about how people would, you know, fix all the things in the world for you. But I didn't think I'd ever heard one where someone's going, "I can't fix it, but I promise it will be okay. You will get through this." So that was just the entire idea behind the song, and it was the first song I have written in like a few years. And when it happened, I just got that first line and everything just came with it. And I didn't trust it to begin with because I was going, this, this is weird. Like I haven't been able to write anything. I had ideas over those two years and just could never get past, you know, maybe one line that I had thought of, but I made sure to write down all the lines. And funnily enough, a lot of the lines that I had written in my notes over the years ended up in that song. It all just fit together really well as if it was meant to be and they were all waiting for this song.
1: Yeah. And it's always amazing where inspiration can strike, you know, and even because it it is such a lovely song. And then, you know, you get into it, you go, well, what's the song about? And you're like, well, I had a cold. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, it's I don't I think Kira on the last podcast said the same thing, but I don't think we should ever explain what we think the song's about. Mm -hmm. I think if a song is written well, people can take whatever they want from it
1: yeah well i mean i think you can explain it to a degree but not yeah. force that on other people
2: like this i think this is the first song that so i've been doing a lot of live streams throughout lockdown I jumped, I jumped on that bandwagon real quick but um yeah i had a few messages from people about that particular song and some of them were along the lines of oh my god this song is about me and oh my god this describes how i'm feeling perfectly and it was the first one of my songs that actually got that. So I feel like I'm kind of on a new, a new different level of songwriting than I was on before. I was kind of able to take it more at face value and not think, oh my God, I have to come up with the most spectacular metaphor in the world for this. And, you know, I just, I just wrote a song. It just happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just, you, it, it's always the things that you kind of just do and you do for yourself that you yeah. usually get the, the best response.
2: Yeah. So for me, it, was, it, it wasn't even to become a song. It was just, it started to happen and it made me happy. So songwriting was always kind of my escape from things. So, you know, having a crappy day, I'll go write a song about it. So I have hundreds of songs that were never released, but they were just personal therapy. And I think with this one, it was a case of those two years, you know, when you have a broken tap, and you turn on the tap and all that brown crap runs out first. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep running the tap and eventually it goes clear. I feel like that's what those two years were for me. They were the brown crap that eventually ran clear.
1: That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that in a song. <laughs> 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 oh, And for anybody listening, Boy M5's debut single, Tell Me, is on YouTube. But if you don't feel like searching, just wait until the end of this episode because we you know we might put it in there yeah <laughs> we might be really generous and 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 throw it in there
2: for shameless self promotion as well it is also available on spotify apple music and all the digital service providers because There's, i know how to do all those things
1: yeah there you just,
2: go it didn't just go to cd baby and click all <laughs> <laughs> well
1: there you go look at all the choice that you have like you've no yeah. excuse and um speaking of YouTube, I know that you know, people might say, Oh, I'll wait to the end of the show and listen to the song, but you have other stuff on YouTube as well.
2: Yeah, so the world has gone mad at the minute. Like when coronavirus started, that was crazy. And then, you know, I said after a few weeks that everything was getting really nice. Everyone was kind of looking after each other and all this, and then the whole George Floyd thing kicked off. And I found myself at home one day just reading articles and reading posts and stuff about it. And I just find myself getting angrier and angrier with everything and just not understanding how racism and all this crap is still a thing. And like, I don't want to get super political or anything because I am by no means a politics expert, but I just, I've never been able to understand it. But this, in particular just reading into everything that's happened and then the other stories that surfaced because of george floyd i wanted to do something and i didn't know what i could do so what i did was i recorded a cover of a song by tupac called changes which is basically about all of this stuff and it's about you know the mistreatment Black people in America by the police and stuff, but also how they get themselves in a vicious circle where the prejudice is put towards them. So they feel like they have no option but to live up to that. And I think as, as Irish people, we somewhat understand that in stereotypes. But yeah, I recorded the cover of Changes, did a video for it, and it was just a day at home. I spent one day and just recorded the entire thing and just put it up as kind of a, a show of solidarity and within two days there were 22,000 views on it and I couldn't believe this like I honestly thought there was some sort of glitch. I couldn't figure out how there were 22,000 views in like two days but I think it was just timing and people just needed something.
1: Yeah yeah and you know the great thing is I it's actually amazing to see so many artists getting behind this and And say, like the amount of people that I've talked to, even we had Sweet Acid on a previous episode and she was saying, I wanted to do something, you know, and that to me is like, that is, yes, this is the attitude we need. This is do something, you know, even if you think it's the smallest thing, even if you think it's not going to help, it's not going to make a difference. Like we need more people doing something.
2: Yeah. Well, to me, I knew that, you know, the video wasn't going to actively help any of these people, but music is what I do it's what I know how to do so I just wanted to show my solidarity in that way and I wanted to do it in more than just a Facebook post or an Instagram post and I wanted to show that you know I wanted to put effort into it
1: yeah absolutely no if it's if it's worth doing it's worth doing right yeah and that's yeah I no, I do find that very commendable with people who are using their platforms for that you know to to keep it going and don't you know, because these things, they can, they can be a flash in the pan and then it goes away and the media stops talking about it. But if we keep talking about it, they'll keep talking about it. Yeah. So I, I do very much respect anyone that will use their platform for that.
2: Yeah, well, I just, uh, as I said, I'm not a politics expert and, you know, there's no way that I can change the world on my own. But I thought if I can do this and show a few other people that I'm standing in solidarity, then maybe they will and hopefully, eventually, the world will come to its senses and realize that we should be past all of this. And it's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and if, if enough people stand up, it encourages others to stand up. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I don't want to get, you know, too, too grim, because we seem to, like a lot of the episodes that we do, people are very passionate about things, which is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you, if they want to use the, this podcast to talk about things they're passionate about I am all for that I just I don't want it to get too down yeah of sense. course
2: yeah I get that yeah
1: so yeah we'll, we'll talk another little bit about so you like you said you're a singer-songwriter but you're also a musician and I don't know if, if if it's a recurring thing but I've noticed that you kind of play a lot of the instruments on your own tracks
2: yeah so I grew up in Donegal and you know Donegal is a large county but There's not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things. And it was a case when I was younger of I wanted to record, you know, I wanted to have full band recordings. Or if I did have a band, I wanted to have everything figured out. So there's once when I was younger that I went into the studio and I knew that I wasn't good enough to record a lot of the instruments. But as a solo artist, I was paying for the time myself. And I was going to have to pay studio musicians to come in and do this for me so I always thought well if I learn how to play this and I can at least you know do a phone recording or something and send it to the person and say so this is what I want on drums or this is what I want on bass you know this is the general idea you roll with it whatever way you want to then it just saves a lot of figuring out time and then it came in really handy when I started recording my own stuff because I just set up a studio with all the gear and I think it, it helps a lot, even if you're lacking in some of the musicianship that some of the people have because you've written the song or because you can hear it yourself and because you know which direction it wants to go. And also you can tell yourself that sounds crap, do it again. <laughs> like it, it just helps. So yeah, I just learned basics on a few different instruments and yeah, that was the reason. Lack of musicians at the time and lack of money to pay good ones.
1: Yeah, well, no, I mean, that, that makes sense and I can kind of get behind that because even myself, if I'm doing a body paint or if I'm doing, you know, balloons or whatever, I don't like yeah. to not be able to pay, like, you know, I will collaborate with people if they want to collaborate, but I don't like not being able to pay them for their time. Yeah, of course. So a lot of the time it's kind of just like, okay, I have this balloon dress, you know, whatever, I'll just wear it myself. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so so I kind of get that being a <laughs> a one-man band. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like it's the other issue when I was younger was relying on people because I don't think if you're getting someone else into your project, like it makes sense that they're never going to be as passionate about it as you are, but you want them to be like, you just, you want them to be so much and you want, you want to tell them, you know, this is going to be big. Like this is, this is going to be huge. And, you know, it's really hard to get people on board with that. Yeah. I think if you're doing everything yourself, you know, it's easy to keep motivated.
1: Yeah, and that, that's fair as well. Like, Because, uh, you know, we, we've all had our experience of collaborating with someone or you, you're relying on someone and they let you down or whatever yeah. it is. And, you know, on the one hand, yes, it's very, very annoying. And on the other hand, it's kind of like, well, okay, they've got their own stuff going on. And like you said, they're never going to be as passionate about your project as you are. You know, the same yeah. way if if you were in their project, you wouldn't be as into it as they were.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So that, that's fair. And I think I, like, I think I can safely say that a lot of artists these days are kind of going that route of yeah it's good to collaborate but also I'm gonna do it all
2: myself yeah I had a I had a big time of it when so a few years back I got offered an opening slot on Monday's tour and I got offered it like a week before so the first gig was uh Friday and I got called the Friday before and I thought oh my god this is amazing like this is a dream come true I'm getting to open up for you know one of my heroes and really great Irish musician, but I have nothing to sell. I have no merch. I have no recordings. So made a few calls and found a guy who's based in Killybegs, which is way, way out on the Donegal coast. And he had just this little bungalow that was set up as a studio. I think it belonged to some family members or something that had passed away. And when they passed away, they left it to him and he just set it up as a studio. So we did 48 hours straight in that saturday and sunday recorded five tracks on the monday and we were basically it was myself and a guitar player that i played a lot with went down and everything else we just we figured out i played bass we put some drums in and stuff but for some of it it was a case of one of us would sleep on the couch under a duvet while the other was recording and then we would just come out wake each other up and swap so recorded in two days he told us to give him a day to mix. So in that day, I went to a local printer with a hand-drawn CD cover, which I had then put some text over the top and then put them on this template and just asked them to print me out, you know, 100 of these. And they asked, you know, if you, if you want these cut to be CD covers, that's going to take like four days. And I went, no, no, just print them. I'll, I'll sort that. Okay, we can have them printed by the end of the day. So that was CD covers sorted. I then went... And when the mixes were sent to me, I found a local DJ studio that did classes and they had 10 computers set up. So I put my track on all 10 computers or my my EP in all 10 computers and just started at one end of the room and worked my way to the other. Just click and burn and just burned each CD individually on 10 computers and got some stickers for the CDs, put those over the top, cut all the CD covers out that night and glued them together and that was a disaster at times because when you're sticking together CD covers with Pritt stick and you know, you're cutting them out yourself. There's a reason people are trained for these things, <laughs> but I always laugh that it was the, the five day EP from start to finish. Cause I, it was ready by the Thursday. I had a full day left and it's also probably the cheapest EP I ever did because it was literally all done by me. Now stress <laughs> and didn't get to practice at all for the gig but thankfully it worked out well yeah
1: and this this is something that we always reiterate is that it very much is a labor of love and we absolutely do suffer for our art
2: yeah oh it was worth it though like give me a good story and i now know that i can do that if it ever came to it again i know it's possible yeah
1: (laughs) you don't want to but you can yeah (laughs) so you are from Ireland, yes. and then you moved to the UK. Yeah. And now you're back. I am. So do you want to talk a bit about that, the whole, you know, homegrown, gone, and come back again?
0: Yeah,
2: so I think for a while I'd kind of fallen out of love with Ireland. Like, I always love telling people that that's where I'm from. And, you know, no matter where I was, it was a case of, don't you dare my Ireland, you know? Mm-hmm. Only we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, I think you'll appreciate this as well. Sometimes as an artist of any kind in Ireland, it can be difficult. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I had to get myself into a certain mindset. And I had to go, I went to the UK and I geeked a bit around there and met some other musicians and stuff. And I think I'm just in a different mindset now where I'm going, I know how to deal with Ireland now. I know that coming back I can handle it and I can handle the downfalls it has in order to you know get the great things that it has because there's parts of Ireland that I've played gigs in for example West Donegal is you know you might only have 10 people at a gig but you can guarantee that every one of those 10 people are listening to every single word you say and are telling everyone they know about you afterwards there is really like there's there's music in the hills in Ireland. (laughs) I think we are a creative bunch and anywhere I go, I've always always appreciated that. And I went to Germany a few years back and I remember being asked by some of the best musicians I had ever seen, like couldn't understand how these people could play instruments so well and not be already famous, but them asking me, how do you write lyrics like that? And my answer just being, uh, I, I don't know, I just think it and then I write it. And I think we're just, we're born and bred storytellers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a, as Daniel Wade said on, on his episode of the show, I just bring the words.
2: Yeah, like it's, I don't know how to ever explain that to someone. It's like whistling. You can't teach someone how to whistle.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, being Irish, we do, we tend to be inherently creative. And I think a lot of it has to do with where we're from, because I mean, when it's yeah. raining, you know, 95% of the year, what else is there to do?
2: <laughs> yeah. I think we, we have weird mindsets on some things. Like even when you ask someone in Ireland, how are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a weird one. I'm just, what am I just bad enough to keep me going for a while? I, I don't know.
1: I'm, no, I'm not so bad. It's debilitating. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're good, you're just grand.
2: Yeah. That's fine. Everything's yeah. grand. We're alive. Or we, have, we have an expression up north here, which is I'm on the right side of the sod, which is just like, it's the darkest thing. Yeah. It just basically means I'm, I'm not below ground yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We actually say that to uh, probably not our generation, but older generations would say, yeah. you know, they'd say, how you doing? And they go, I'm still above ground.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're an interesting bunch. I think the Irish think of things a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. We have a very warped view of the world, I think. Yeah.
2: Cynical almost.
1: Yeah. And it but it it helps with the art, it does. It
2: does. I remember uh Ashleen B was on I think it was QI a little while back and she was talking about singing in Ireland and she she was explaining that we all have a certain sadness in our throats. You just have the ability to sing with this sadness.
1: Yeah, it's always um it's beautiful but it's poignant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where is? I know you said that you're on all the all those all the, all the streaming services, but where would be like the best place to keep up to date with you?
2: Definitely Instagram. I tried Twitter recently. I got Twitter, and for a week now I've been trying to get it, and I I can't get it. I just don't understand. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm atrocious at Twitter myself. Like I I put everything on Instagram, and it links to Facebook and Twitter, and that's it. That's my interaction yeah. with
2: Twitter. <laughs> I just I've, I really want to get into Twitter because, you know, there's certain radio stations and stuff like that that say, you know, we put everything on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I can't get my head around it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like, Twitter Facebook is-
2: Facebook is super straightforward. Instagram, super straightforward. And for some reason, I just can't get Twitter.
1: Well, I find Twitter very limiting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, make your point, but in the amount of letters that we give you.
2: Yeah. And they've now added photos and videos and stuff. And I'm kind of thinking, but then what is the point of Twitter? Yeah, I I can just do what I can do on Facebook or Instagram now, but in a weird way.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, here's the same app three times.
2: Yeah. But yeah, for sure, Instagram. I do like the the live stories feature where I can just put up some random stuff. And I know that it's only going to be there for 24 hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then it's gone forever. Yeah. Only a select few will see me being weird.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so for anybody who's listening at home who, you know, loves music, wants to get into music, what would you tell them?
2: Oh, just just do it. Like, like I said about the tap, don't be afraid of writing or playing crap because eventually you'll hit something. Like if you write a hundred songs, eventually at least one of them is going to be good and yeah just do it like go to open mics do all this stuff don't be afraid to do it because the worst that can happen is someone doesn't like it and really what does that matter who is that one person that matters that much like there will there'll always be someone who likes it and it's it won't always necessarily just be your mom who's telling you you're great you will you will connect with someone and if your personality can back it up and you're a nice person like i think the whole the whole rock star attitude can be damaging. Like there are obviously people who are famous for it, but I think if you can't back it up right away, don't try. Don't try with the rock star and better than everyone else attitude.
1: Yeah, and especially if you're not a rock star.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I know image is important and there, there's a lot to be said for walking into a bar and knowing who the musician is. Because I think that is a thing. You always know who the musician is or who's in the band just by looking but yeah just be cool just be just be a nice person the world needs more of those
1: yeah and I think it's actually trending in with celebrities now that if you're a nice person people tend to follow you more I mean look at Keanu Reeves yeah you know people love him because he's a nice guy
2: yeah I think people just need to be nicer to each other the start of lockdown was really nice everyone was looking out for each other and The world was becoming a better place I think everyone was just a little bit happier and if we can just do that like I I always remember being told you'll remember the person who was you know horrible to you a lot longer than you'll remember the person who was nice and that's kind of sad in a way but it's also a good indication of don't be don't be a horrible person (laughs) (laughs) because people will remember that and they won't ever forget it
1: yeah and and people are quicker to remember all of the horrible things you've done than all of the nice things you've done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, why Boy M5?
2: Uh Yeah, so, it's kind of a cryptic hat tip to one of my heroes, Glenn Hansard. So, I imagine most, if not all of your listeners, will have some idea who Glenn Hansard is. But if not, Glenn Hansard is an amazing singer-songwriter from Ireland, famous from being in the frames to movie the commitments he won an oscar for once and one of the main songs in once is called Fallen slowly yeah and that song to me is just perfect like someone asked me once in an interview or something it was one of those interview questions of you know desert island blah 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 but this particular one was if you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life and you had to pick one song what would it be and mine was falling slowly So I remember hearing years ago, and I've never been able to confirm this, but I really like the idea of it. It was a a rumor or a myth that the name for Falling Slowly came from the Irish shipping forecast. And every evening on RTE, there's an Irish shipping forecast with the weather for the sailors and stuff. And the weather stations are based on buoys in the ocean. And every evening, boy M5 is falling slowly. And yeah, it was just it was just a nice little cryptic hat tip to someone who has inspired me for years.
1: That's lovely. And Glenn Hansard, if you're listening.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Glenn hit me up. Big yeah. time. I, th- I think I'm the only person in Ireland that hasn't met him yet.
1: Well, no, I haven't yeah. met him either, actually.
2: Oh, well, that's good. Everyone I've ever spoken to about this has gone, oh, yeah, I've met him before in the <laughs> pub or, you know, just I was hanging out with him last week. And yeah. I'm here going, why can't I meet him?
1: <laughs> I've met him, he's lovely, we're best friends, so I will not introduce you.
2: <laughs> he's been my hero for so long that uh, I went to a gig of his once in Vicar Street. I say once, I was there every year. But I got front row, front and centre. I was literally standing in front of him, could feel his breath on me. And at one point, the crowd went quiet. And I shouted, Glenn! And he looks down and says, yeah, I I, I just, I couldn't speak. And... What I wanted to ask was, can I come play a song with you? Because this happens sometimes at Glenn's gigs and it's not unusual to see him just pull someone up on stage and play a song with them. But what actually happened was, uh, 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 can I have your pick? And he just gave me the weirdest look in the world and just went, uh, yeah, okay, there you go. And he just looked really freaked out by me just, you know, chanting his name in the middle of a quiet crowd and then just asking him for his pick. I feel like it was a case of, you could have asked me anything right now and that's what you went for. (laughs) So I hope he doesn't remember me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope he does. And I hope he contacts you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're that weird kid with the pick, right?
1: But you'll have (laughs) that story.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) How did you guys meet? Well, you know, 10 years ago I gave him a pick and now we're best <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for anybody listening at home, if you don't know who Glenn Hansard is, just watch once. It's beautiful.
2: Oh, for just just check out anything, really. Yeah. Like he, the man, he's the reason I sing the, like I do. I just, I think this kind of comes back to the Irish thing that for me, a great singer, songwriter, musician is someone who can play or sing like they're doing it for their lives like they're at gunpoint and the person has said convince me not to do it and in every song he sings and hopefully in every song I sing hopefully that comes across that's the attitude I take
1: yeah I think it definitely comes across well, thank you <laughs> you know I'm biased though <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping everybody listening will also be biased too
2: yeah hopefully
1: and and the good kind of biased
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so for anybody listening at home check out boy m5 check out all of his music on all the platforms and the instagram and everything and support him and encourage him to keep going because you know it's only getting worse and worse and we need we need as much music and laughter and love and beauty in the world as we possibly can
2: yeah for sure
1: yeah so it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today
2: the pleasure has been all mine
1: no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) no no it's been mine Uh, (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for for coming on the show and we will put all the links in the description so that people can keep up to date with you and hopefully you get lots of new followers and it's all good thanks for having me (laughs) no problem So if you enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Look stare at my feet, smoke till my pulse rises. Staring at the people who can't pay but to believe. They're all in disguises. I know you're proud, but I never want to see you cry. will head for horizons. You know I out of try for you to see it through my eyes. you beauty will surprise you. Tell me everything. She's after you Be something, Barbara She's something new She's after me I'm just after you she's after me I'm just after you Be something, Barbara She's something new She's after me i she's just, just, just after you Tell me everything will be Tell me everything will be okay. You know, I know it in my heart. Of hearts, it's just the words I need to hear you say. Tell me everything will be all right. Just tell me everything will be okay. You know, I know it in my heart. Of hearts, it's just the words I need to hear you say. Tell me everything will be all right. Just tell me everything will be okay. What's I need to hear you say. Tell me everything'll be alright. Just tell me everything'll be okay. You know I know it in my heart of hearts. Just the words I need to hear you say. Thank you for listening to a nerd to know media production.